You are in the trenches of life. You are faced with pressure every day. Family, work, community, all demanding a piece of life. Fatherhood is war, but you continually battle for your soul and the souls in your family. It can feel isolating and exhausting, but there is good news. You have a heavenly father. Because of Jesus, you can be strong, courageous. You can be an intentional father, living with purpose. This is what you are meant for. You will make an impact. You are not alone. Welcome to Dad in the Trenches, a resource for biblical truth, challenge, and encouragement for Christian dads in the trenches of life. Hey there, Aaron here at Dad in the Trenches. Just want to say a quick thanks for joining us before we get to our guest today. And also just to ask a quick favor. If you have followed Dad in the Trenches for any amount of time, either here on the podcast or on social media, would you do me a quick favor? And would you go to iTunes and just give us a star rating? Uh, all you have to do is tap the stars. Don't even need to write a review. Uh, would love a review if you had it, but, you know, the podcast is still relatively in its infancy state. And uh, uh, getting a star rating at the very least would just help kind of put Dad in the Trenches on the map. Would really appreciate it, and uh, thanks so much. We're going to jump over here to our guest. I have a really special guest here today with us. Uh, if you haven't uh, come across his handle on Instagram or are familiar with him at all, um, I am glad that you're tuning in, and this is a guy you need to know and you need to follow. Uh, Isaac Tolpin. His handle is Resolute Man, and uh, Isaac, I am so glad that you're here uh, on Dad in the Trenches. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Oh, so great to be here, and I love your podcast and all that you're doing. It's really cool. For those that, that may not know you, I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you come from, your life's journey, um, you know, your season of life as a dad in the trenches, and, uh, um, you know, where you find yourself these days. Yeah, you know, as far as work goes, I was an entrepreneur at a young age, so that's been kind of my journey on that side. Uh, I was a new believer at age 23, okay. uh, just a little less than a year before I got married to my wife. Oh, We've been wow. married 19 years, I have eight kids, so there's a lot of story around that stuff. <laughs> we set out, by the way, to have two kids, so there you go. God has different plans for some families, and uh, <laughs> it was ours to, to, to be large. But, um, you know, I really, uh, you know, have as I grow in my faith and as I've been a father longer and longer, um, I think the biggest key is how quickly can you become more surrendered to God mm. in all that you're doing? Yeah. And if that's a lesson looking back, that's my encouragement to all you dads out there. That's awesome. So you have eight kids. Um, give us kind of the ranges that you've got. Yeah, we have a pretty new one. Um, Eli is seven months, and then we have uh, our first one who happens to be in college, Kelsey, uh, who's 19 month, nineteen years, sorry, uh, <laughs> and all in between. And so, you know, we have a three-year-old and an eight-year-old and, you, you, you know, all the way up. So totally. <laughs> five, five boys, two girls. Five boys, two girls. That's great. And, uh, wow, you, you guys have a lively household. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the interesting things is, um, and you're starting to experience this, I'm sure, because you have some helpers now. You have some older kids. Totally. Uh, is a lot, a lot of dads, they never make it 
their vision never makes it through the hardest years. Mm. And what I mean by that is the hardest years is when everybody, all the kids are like eight, nine and lower. Mm. And it's just really hard because the kids aren't as helpful. Uh, But once you make it over the the hump there, uh, and if you have vision, they become helpers. In fact, it's, uh, I'm not going to say it's easier, um, but man, we have a lot of really amazing helpers in our family now and we do all kinds of things together. It's really cool. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Talk, uh, talk us through a little bit more about just that transition. So, you know, in fatherhood, I kind of refer to three stages. One, you've got kind of the building foundational years of zero to six. And that's like, you know, you're building trust and love and they, you know, wrap themselves around you kind of thing. And then the next year, six to 12, it's like you're kind of building this relational aspect. And then following that's like launch prep They're You got to get them out of the house and they know they're, you know, something's coming and the world's coming. They got to be ready. So walk us through just maybe a couple of pieces of what that looks like for you all. Yeah. And I think those stages are right, but they're really woven together. And Mm -hmm. I'll walk through it in a second, but I do want to make the point that age one impacts age 16. And so, uh, so sometimes dads especially don't really get that. I know I didn't get it that first. And it was like, okay, they're not going to remember these years in that first season you talked about. And so this is when I hustle like crazy. I don't need to be around as much and I can go build my thing, you know, cause I'm a provider and Hey, there's an aspect of that. That's good. Right. Being a provider is a great thing. And we're supposed to work hard, but if we don't have the right perspective that, yeah, your kids might not remember age zero to six, but they're being formed zero to six. Yeah. And as the dad, you have an instrumental role in that. And even though they don't remember all the interactions and you're wrestling with them on the floor when they're three, and <laughs> reading books to them and praying over them at night and yeah. all the different things dads can do before it's cool to catch a ball together, <laughs> then um, if you don't do those things actively, even if they don't remember, they're not being formed in the, as well as they could have been. Right. And now I do want to say also if your kids are over six and you kind of made some mistakes back then. Mm-hmm. It's never too, it's never too late too. Amen. So I, I do want to encourage everybody, but man, yeah. don't do that. Don't let your ambition, uh, jeopardize your most important mission. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's right on. It's a good word. Totally. Um, so I was recently listening to one of the podcasts that uh, you and your wife did, and, uh, you had talked some just about uh, really your father's influence. And you mentioned, you know, growing up, um, tell us some about, you know, just the father's influence in your life and, and what that's looked like for you. Yeah, I had an interesting childhood. Um, my, you know, real father, if you call it that, you know, blood father, um, I never met. And uh, I grew up um, with some different dads in the picture. And yeah. um, I do have a dad, Jim Tolpin, I'm named after, and he's a great man. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I wasn't around him a lot when I was younger. And so I really felt fatherless a lot of my younger years. And I think that hurts everybody. And I learned from living it on how hard that can be to really understand manhood. And most people, even if they came from good homes and have good father figures, most people have no idea that defining moment on time when they became a man. Uh, It's like a nebulous thing. Oh, it's when I moved out. Oh, it's when I bought my first house. Oh, it's when I had my first car. Oh, it's when I got my cell phone. I don't know how people are labeling it, but those are bad labels of when I became a man. And I think that uh, it's so important whether people 
at good dads or bad dads, we can create a new legacy in our leadership and do that. But it definitely, uh, accepting Christ at age 23, understanding, like really understanding that God is the ultimate father Mm. and he's what I need. You know, at that age, you know, he's in a lot of respects, all I need. Yeah. And, and I, and I think that was a big healing process for me, yeah. but it doesn't heal it. All of it doesn't, all those wounds that we have, father wounds, they don't heal instantly right. and they can. I mean, it was a big move to understand that about God and accept God in my life. Yeah. But I think it took some time, um, and other mentors in my life to really, you know, not be affected by, you know, the challenges of a lack of a father. Yeah, totally. What are some, some things just as you work through that process in your own life, like, uh, that, that God did through all that? Well, I think it's a maturing process. It's uh, reading the word. And um, and obviously when you're raising kids and you have no idea what you're doing, I, <laughs> I'd never really been around kids myself. So that was a new experience. And I thought I'd have two kids, the perfect American family, you know, <laughs> dog, awesome house, like awesome house, you know, two kids. And, you know, there's this coolest car in the world, right? These weird thoughts I had when I was a young guy. And, you know, I actually accomplished a lot of those things, but, uh, but that wasn't what mattered. What really mattered was being on God's path and God's plan. And the more surrendered we are, like I said in the beginning, to his plan for our lives, uh, the better it's going to go. Because, um, and as far as healing the father wounds, I just think it takes, you know, prayer time and really understanding who you are in your Christ is your identity in Christ. Yeah. You know, we're saints yeah. um, when we accept uh, Christ and, and we know God in that way. Yeah. And and so when we do that, we, you know, we're not called to, to, to be sinner to sinning on a constant basis. And we understand that destroys um, relationships and it destroys our family and it destroys it even hurts our relationship with God. We're never going to be perfect. No person is perfect. But man, we need to understand when we sin, we need to repent. And we need not do it anymore. Right. And the Bible is very clear about that. And I think when we understand the power of God and how much he loves us, and we want to obey him, and we believe him enough to actually obey him, as my friend Greg Harris said once, hmm. uh, I think that's um, super important. So for me, it was just really understanding who I am in Christ yeah. and living it and having a vision for how I want to be a dad. Mm. And I think that's so important. We're visionaries in our work, right? And do we bring that vision into the family? (laughs) That is just crucial. So many people check it out the door and then they become football watchers. Right. family hit us with a couple of things that like you all have set forth you know as a father as your family um provision yeah you know it's uh visions is super important i mean i think everybody wants your kids to love god and to walk in righteousness in their lives um but i think the question uh we have to ask ourselves do we put more effort in their academics and that they're capable in sports than we do the relationship with God. And again, those other things are not bad, but they're so small compared to relationship with God. And and a lot of times I think it's because us guys don't know how to talk about biblical things. Mm. We don't know how to 
maybe some dads listening might not even know how to pray very well or are uncomfortable praying in front of their family or, or over their kids and things like that. Yeah. And I would say, what a tragedy. What a tragedy. Because we, you, are the designated spiritual leader for your kids, yeah. not the pastor of your church, not the youth leader. Those are additive. Good. You are the man. You're the man. And uh, you're the pastor. And so we have to, um, first of all, have that vision. I think, and that's just like basic. And there's other things, right? You should have a vision for your legacy. Because how do you stay motivated as a dad in the tough times of parenthood? Uh, when there's so many things going on. <laughs> totally. Uh, in the mundane, the diapers, the whatever, you name it. Uh, how do you stay motivated? The no sleep. How about that one? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how do you stay motivated? Choir, <laughs> yeah, how do you stay, stay motivated? Well, it's just like in work. How do you stay motivated in work? Mm-hmm. You have a vision for five steps down the road. Yeah. And you have, you can see at least loosely a path on how to get there. And, um, I think that's the same or a sports team. You have a vision for how, you know, you're going to get better at your sport and, Mm -hmm. or your team that you're rooting on is going to get better. And you're excited about the draft and all this stuff, whatever it is, you have vision. Well, do you have a vision for your family? Not only your kids, but generations from now, Mm -hmm. here's the thing. So let's say someone listening has three kids. Are you really parenting three kids? Well, yes, Isaac. Well, yes and no. Okay. (laughs) Because you're, those three kids are going to have kids. And let's say they just average three. <laughs> now there's a family of 14. Yeah. And if that, if they all average three, then it's a family of whatever and so forth. Six generations later, it's like 346 people, I believe. I think I did the math. <laughs> so are you parenting three kids or are you parenting 346? Right. Well, yeah, Isaac, but I'm going to be dead for part of that. <laughs> are you just living for while you're on earth? Or are you living for heaven and the legacy of your kids having impact in this world so that more people go to heaven because yeah. what is the great commission the great commission is to create disciples mm-hmm. and so the most important disciples we're creating are right in our home and that by the way it doesn't matter what you do i've had an opportunity to impact tens of thousands of the young adults and past things i've done and that is nothing compared to the work I do with my kids because I have vision. And if you don't have vision, you just kind of look at it and go, this is important, but not as important as my title at my job. Right. Man, that is, you are dropping some serious truth on us. Okay. So let's, let's switch gears for just a quick second and take, take a different road too. like, um, as a dad, yeah, we all make mistakes. What are some things that you've done that you like would go back and want to erase and just say, Hey dad, you, you over there, I made this mistake. This is something you really need to take heed. What would you What would you say to to us dads? The first one is, I was definitely a biblical father, meaning I, I believed in God. Um, I definitely prayed sometimes with the kids, not mm-hmm. a lot, but some, definitely one on one while they're going to bed. I prayed over them, mm-hmm. um, uh, but I wasn't the spiritual leader I think I should have been mm-hmm. in the first maybe five six years mm-hmm. of my marriage yeah. and family. We recognized that I was the spiritual leader. That's a biblical thing to recognize. And my wife was submissive. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like fully step into that role. And it obviously was new to me. I was a new believer at 23. Yeah. But I think that a lot of guys just don't fully step into that spiritual leadership role. And I think that's the biggest mistake I made. Now, thank goodness 
that it did not jeopardize my legacy, at least what I can see so far. The yeah. fruit is good, and my wife is doing a great job. And I say I was doing a good job too in those early years, but I could have done better. And that is like, you know, are you teaching your kids the Bible? Are you praying uh, with your wife? Are you doing Bible time with your kids? I wasn't doing Bible time with the kids back then. And mm. it was just some of those perspective shifts of, you know, not fully seeing, seeing my role as clearly as I need to do. Yeah, no, that's totally, that's, that's great. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. So Isaac, I mean, we are, we are going to run out of time here, but um, how can our listeners uh, further connect with you get more in touch with what you're doing. Tell us a little bit more about what you and your wife are doing right now too. Yeah. So I've shifted from the entrepreneur to the full-time ministry okay. uh, world. And it's just so exciting what God is doing with us. And by the way, I kind of had to be punched in the face to listen to God on this one. Uh, <laughs> but I'm so glad I did. And it's so exciting. Uh, courageous. I never thought I'd be teaching about parenting. You know, just, <laughs> That's just so funny. Would have never even thought of this. It was definitely not exactly what my vision was, but it was God's vision. Yeah. And that's clear. We're, we're doing CourageousParenting.com. Okay. Um, we have a podcast, Courageous Parenting. And then you can also I'm, you know, posting and writing about man, manhood stuff at uh, ResoluteMan.com. Okay. That's awesome. We will um, – I'll find a way to link all that up on our website too. So Isaac, okay. before we go, oh, yeah. um, thank you again so much for joining us here on Dead in the Trenches. Um, also, uh, if you would just – Take a minute and uh, pray for pray for us. Pray for the dads listening. Um, just give us some more of what you've got. Absolutely. So, Father God, I just uh, lift up Dad in the trenches. Thank you for the impact it's having with us men. It's so exciting to see so many men standing up for righteousness and for the truth in a world that hates the truth. And so we pray protection over the men listening as they go through the rest of their day, that they'd be intentional as fathers with their families, showing love for their kids, cherishing their wives and understanding the awesome role you've placed them in as pastors, spiritual leaders of their own families, that they would not be intimidated by that title, but they would embrace it and take a step forward in further understanding the word of God and teaching that to the kids, to praying over their kids and being a light in their communities. Father, I pray that we will stand for righteousness, that we will not be ashamed of the gospel, but instead we will proclaim it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Isaac, it's so good. I would love to have you back. Just have another jam session on fatherhood stuff if you're good. And then, uh, uh, man, thanks for joining us so much. So great to be here. I'd love to. Great. Thanks for listening. For more content and resources, check out the website at dadinthetrenches.com or on social media at Dad in the Trenches. And be sure and click on subscribe to stay up to date with new podcasts. Walk out the heroic fatherhood you were called to live. <laughs>